safetyfm.com with Jay Allen. Changing safety cultures, one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Jay Allen Show, which is really kind of the Safety FM show with Jay Allen, depending on how you want to take a look at it, because I think that we've called it a couple of different things um, from time to time, but just something to think about um, as we are talking. But anyways, with that being said, let's talk today. And listen, I know we've done some changes, but there's some times that we're going to have to kind of revert back to some things and move forward and all that kind of fun stuff. So I do it with love. I do it with love um, just in regards on how some of these things uh, work from time to time. But I want to go over some information with you today. And it's all about mastering the art of self-discipline. No, seriously. And I have to say, you know, this applies to so many different things that we talk about. It's so many different things on how you have to be disciplined to get things to work. And we can talk about diets. We can talk about safety. We can talk about anything that you can imagine. And it boils down to a level of discipline. Now, listen, I I interact with this guy that is a financial guru. And he says that 20% of what you do is going to be head knowledge where 80% is actually doing the work. And when you start talking about it, you know that the self-discipline plays a factor. Because when you start talking about working out, when you start talking about dieting, when you even start talking about safety programs within your organization, this is a crucial portion of what is going on. So self-discipline is the ability to regulate and control our actions and reactions. And it is a vital element in the pursuit of our personal and professional goals. I mean, I think that's kind of the common knowledge in regards of us talking about it. But the capacity to hold ourselves accountable and to adhere to our own standards and rules, even when it's difficult or inconvenient, it is a critical part and even crucial part of success in all areas of life, from work and health to learning and personal growth. As we've discussed in our previous episodes, the foundation of self-disciplines are rooted in the sophisticated, uh, sophisticated workings of prefrontal cortex and the brain reward system. Yet understanding, you know, this theoretical framework is the only the first steps but we must then ask ourselves how can we apply the knowledge and practical and you know concentrate on fostering self-discipline because you have to think about it quite a bit so in this show today we will explore a series of pragmatic actionable strategies for fostering and enhancing self-discipline and listen some people automatically want to turn self-discipline into, you know, some level of guilt, you know, or shaming and all that. That's not what this episode is about today. What this is about is how can you hold yourself to a higher standard in regards of this? And listen, there'll be a lot of levels of, of stuff that we'll talk about here. And some people are going to go, I thought you said you're going to get away from some of the psychological stuff. Well, we got away from it for a few weeks. And I told you that we would revisit from time to time. And I kind of felt like this episode was the raid that we needed to talk about it because I interacted quite a bit over the last couple of weeks about issues related to self-discipline. So I wanted to talk about them. So if we're going to do a numbering system, let's start off with number one and we'll call Uphold a Healthy Lifestyle I know, not the stuff that people want to talk about, at least not until January, but let's talk about it real quick anyways. A significant initial step towards improving self-discipline is maintaining 
a healthy lifestyle. The way that we live our lives, the food we consume, our levels of physical activity, and the quality of our sleep all play critical roles in our brain function and consequently our ability to exercise self-discipline. A balanced diet abundant of fresh fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats provide the brain with essential nutrients it needs to perform optimally. Regular physical activity with particular emphasis on aerobic exercise has been shown to stimulate and grow your neurons. Um, And, you know, the neuroplasticity of the brain, the ability to recognize itself by forming new neural connections, both of which are associated with enhanced self-discipline. Meanwhile, ensuring that you get enough high-quality sleep is crucial. Listen, I have a struggle with that. We've talked about this at years at some point in regards to how much I struggle with the sleep portion, but we'll talk about that later. This is because sleep deprivation can impair the function of the the prefrontal cortex, the area of the brain responsible for self-control, decision-making, and the hint of negatively impacting your self-discipline. So you see where where this is going to play a factor. Listen, I am not the one to tell you about what you need to be doing about dieting. That is for sure. I am not that person, but it is something that we need to talk about for sure as we are engaging in this. Um, Number two, engage in mindfulness meditation. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tread lightly as I talk about this because I want you to pay real close attention. Mindful, mindfulness meditation, the practice of focusing on one's awareness of the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations has been proven to lead to structural and functional changes in the brain's regions associated with self-discipline. Regularly practice can increase the intensity of gray matter, the component that leaves the central nervous systems involved with muscle control and the sensory perception, such as seeing and hearing memory, emotion, speech, decision-making, and self-control, and enhance white matter connectivity, the networking of the brain cells, thus improving your ability of self-discipline capacity. Start by designating a few minutes each day to concentrate on your brain and breath and another, you know, focal points to choose, and then um, gradually increase the duration of the practice over time. Now, listen, there's all kinds of apps that are out there that will allow you to focus on some of these things, and they can be crucial to what is going on. There is no doubt about it. I mean, I would tell you to take a look at some of these things if you have the ability of doing so. Here's number three for you. Cultivate the habit of delayed gratification. I think this is one of the biggest struggles that we see across the board. Self-discipline often involves the exercise of restraining in the face of immediate reward, choosing instead to aim for long-term benefits. This capacity for delayed gratification is a skill that can be honed and redefined over time. Begin by setting small, achievable goals that require a degree of delayed gratification. For example, instead of immediately indulging in the temptation to watch television after dinner, you might opt to clean the kitchen first. Over time, this practice can strengthen the brain's reward system, making it progressively easier to exercise self-discipline, even in more challenging circumstances. Listen, it's easier at times just to get what you want when you want it. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you have the ability of doing it, I understand why you want to do it right then, right now. Well, that's not self-discipline. Think about that for a moment. Just think about it. I mean, just take a breath and don't get angry with what I'm saying but just something to think about overall. 
how do you in how do you how do you wait for you know this gratification thing delayed particularly because a lot of people don't like the delayed portion they want it now we call it sometimes the microwave microwave generation which is terrible to say but we're so accustomed to getting what we want right then in real time that it makes it a little bit more difficult to delay that gratification think about that for a moment we'll be back right after this this is Safety FM with JM. Safety FM, changing safety cultures, one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you feel fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. They'll save you time, eat well, and stay on track by reaching your goals. If you're too busy running around during the day to think about lunch, keep your energy up with lunch to go effortlessly. Wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. All you need to do is head to factormeals.com slash safetyfm and use code safetyfm50. That's Safety FM 50 to get 50% off. That's code Safety FM 50 at factormeals.com slash Safety FM 50 to get 50% off. And don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. Safety FM, changing safety cultures, one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Well, welcome back. Let's continue on here with Safety FM and the with Jay Allen because, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to take breaks from time to time, but those things happen. Don't worry about that. So let's talk about um, these different things that we were talking about so far. We're talking about mastering the art of self-discipline. We've talked about th- three so far. We talked about uphold and health and healthy lifestyle. We've talked about engage in mindful meditation and cultivate, number three, the cultivate the habit of delayed gratification. So let's talk about number four for just one moment and, and see how this goes. It's employ the techniques for impulse control. Yeah, techniques for impulse control. A critical component of self-discipline is the ability to control one's impulses. I know, I know. Techniques such as the 10-second rule can be particularly beneficial. Now, not to be confused with the three-second rule when you drop food on the floor. We'll talk about this technique in particular. This technique suggests that whether you feel the urge to act impulsively, you should pause for up to 10 seconds and contemplate the potential consequences of your action. The brief intervals allows the rationale decision-making part of your brain catch up with your impulsive part, therefore enhancing your ability to exercise self-control. So think about that real quick. Imagine that before you made your next decision, and moved forward with it, you waited 10 seconds as you're thinking about the potential outcome on what could occur. How different would that be? I mean, think about it for a moment because that is going to be much different. There is no doubt about that. So let's go into number five, define clear goals and establish routines. Setting clear and well-defined goals provide a direction for your self-discipline efforts while establishing routines offers a supportive structure for consistent action. Start by setting achievable, realistic goals that align with your long-term vision. And I know there's a lot of hard times sometimes when you're trying to determine on what your long-term 
vision is, but maybe you need to have that planned out ahead of time. Break these goals down into small, manageable tasks that can be incorporated into your daily routines. This is systematic, regular action can over time become automatic, reducing the demand for conscious self-control and willpower. It's just something you become accustomed to. Think about that for a moment. So, number six, here we go. Leverage social support. Yeah, you know what that means. No, seriously, do you? I mean, if not, let's talk about it. The support and encouragement of others can be powerful motivator if you in your quest for enhanced self-discipline. By sharing your goals with friends, family members, or mentors who are supporters of your ambitions, you can create a network of accountability that can help you keep you on track. You might consider even establishing formal accountability partners where, therefore, each individual commits to holding others accountable for their stated goals. Now, think about this. An accountability partner can look different depending on where your life scenarios are. If you're married or if you're in a serious relationship, your accountability partner can be your significant other. If you're not in some kind of relationship to that extent, it could be a close friend. It could be a colleague. It can be someone who you can depend on. It can even be somebody online. That's how these things work out. Accountability partners will take you much further because you have somebody who you're being held accountable to. These things, when you're first starting off and being self-disciplined, it's not the easiest thing. So if you have somebody who you can say, hey, listen, I'm struggling because I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm trying to hold off because, you know, I don't want to have um, immediate gratification. That's a conversation you can have, or at least you should be able to have with that partner, with that colleague, with that accountability person that you have established. And listen, I some people call them tribes. They call it a network. They call it a group. It's just people that you can depend on in regards of what's going on. I'll, I'll tell you, the guy that I call my mentor, I am so glad that he's in my life that I'm able to give him a call and say, hey, this is what I'm debating about doing. And he's able to say, hey, this is what I think. And we go from there. It's always as great to be able to pick up the phone or send over a quick little text message and um, get things done. And number seven, take a listen to this. Foster a growth mindset. Yeah, developing a growth mindset, the belief that abilities and traits can be developed and enhanced through effort, persistence, and a positive attitude can play a crucial role into boosting self-discipline. Acknowledge that self-discipline, like any other skill, can be developed and improved over time. With any setback or difficulties as opportunities for learning and growth rather than as failures and disappointment. So think about that for a moment. It's so difficult when you start taking a look at it of, oh, I failed. I failed at this. I didn't succeed. I was not successful. I'm a total failure. I mean, it's this, these weird things that people come up with because things are not perfect. Listen, I look at it this way. If you're on a diet, let's use a diet as a plan. And you say for the next 30 days, I am going to do this diet. And at day number three, you fell off the wagon of this diet you were trying to do. How do you look at it? Do you look at it as, hey, you accomplished three days? Or do you go, hey, now those three days don't count. I'm starting again from scratch. There's a couple of different ways to look at it. How do you look at it? I just don't know. And that's the stuff that you have to consider. You just can't sit there and go, oh, I'm a total failure at this because that's not the case. 
you made it three days potentially further than what you'd had before. It's up to you if you want to do 30 days straight. You said 30 days. At least you're developing the skill as you go. So think about these things as we are talking. So let's go through all seven once again. Number one, uphold a healthy lifestyle. Number two, engage in mindfulness meditation. Number three, cultivate the habit of delayed gratification. Number four, employ techniques for impulse control. Number five, define clear goals and establish routines. Number six, leverage social support. And number seven, foster a growth mindset. So, some stuff to think about. So, incorporating these strategies into your daily life can enable you to gradually enhance your self-discipline, making it increasingly easier to achieve your goals and enhance your overall well-being. It's important to remember that the journey towards greater self-discipline is a gradual process, a marathon, not a sprint. Consistent, persistent effort is key. But with patience, commitment, and the right strategies, anyone, and I mean anyone, can improve self-discipline. Take a listen to that one over again if you need to. Anyone can improve their self-discipline. Think about that. Anyways, I've been your safety manager and host, Jay Allen. And until next time, be safe. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.